I sometimes read uh, public domain books here on Leaves of Glen. And they were written a long time ago, uh, so they're usually uh, racist or sexist or bigoted. Uh, but in there somewhere and all that is a, a story, and that's why those stories are famous. Other times, I read uh, works from independent authors, and they're delightfully not racist, but they might have adult language or adult situations. So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Oh, hello, uh, and welcome to the Leaves of Glen Mansion. It's a fun little bit where I pretend to live in a mansion and not just recording in my basement. This is where I read the hottest public domain books and short stories. This week, we're going to continue to read The Judgment on Janice by Andre Norton. Uh, probably the biggest mistake as far as books go that I've ever done in my life. Uh, I have read books that are so racist I had to give up in the middle of it. I have read books that are too sexualizing of children and stuff that I have had like Peter Pan. Uh, it's amazing. I looked at the, the stats. Everyone is downloading Peter Pan. They all want to hear me read Peter Pan or hear someone read Peter Pan. People just love Peter Pan. Except that when you learn about the author and then you start to get some of the hints in the book from the author's intentions, it's disturbing as hell. So, sucks to be them. Uh, they got to go somewhere else to find out more about Peter Pan. God bless Disney. But uh, this book is neither racist or uh, sexually offensive, which means I have to keep reading it, and it's the most boring goddamn thing I've ever read in my entire life. Um, anyone who's bothered to sit through these, I apologize to you, and also thank you for being a good friend. Uh, I literally zone out while reading it. I don't know what I'm reading anymore because it's that boring to me. There are high action scenes. I'll get into this later. Okay, uh, about the author, you want to learn about that? Sure. Andre Norton was born Alice Mary Norton, February 17th, 1912, and died March 17th, 2005. That's a, a, a tumultuous year. Uh, she was an American writer of science fiction and fantasy who also wrote books of historical and contemporary fiction. Uh, she wrote primarily under the pen name Andre Norton, but also under uh, Andrew North and Alan Weston. She was the first woman to be the Gandalf Grandmaster of Fantasy and was inducted into the Science Fiction and Fantasy Hall of Fame. Uh, I get into this fun facts, but I have a side thing. <clears throat> My side thing being Twitter. I'm not trying to be a reactionary. Elon Musk bought Twitter. And I thought, oh, that's weird and abstract and stupid. But uh, okay, fine. Some rich guy who I don't like, I have a long history of not liking this guy, bought Twitter. Whatever. He's just going to own it and let other people run it. So he's not going to fuck it up. It's going to be fine. It's going to be the same Twitter. But then instantly people got racist and suddenly on my feed I'm seeing racist comments and homophobic comments and transphobic comments all sorts of shit all over my feed and I'm like I don't even follow these guys these are people that I sort of follow but don't really know who they are who uh, are retweeting horrible shit so I'm like oh great now even I have to see crap I've managed to stay away from on Twitter 
uh, a long time ago on Twitter. Uh, there used to be a show called Art Bell in the 90s and early 2000s, and he uh, retired or some shit because he was a dramatic asshole. And so then he came back again, but nobody would take him because he's too dramatic. He's like a little dramatic asshole. So they uh, he wanted to just put on an internet show. He had to live stream it. And I thought, oh, this is fun. It's Art Bell. He talks about aliens and ghosts and stuff. I used to listen to him all the time when I was in college doing homework. Uh, this will be fun. So then, of course, I got on Twitter and I found out what the hashtag was for Art Bell and I like I get on there and you met some nice people and everyone started chatting amongst each other about this show and making fun of the show a little bit and we all kind of liked our bell even though we made fun of them and it was all fun and cute and I met some uh, people that became kind of uh, weirdly close friends considering they're internet strangers and uh, and so that was a, a good time and then of course our bell fucked up again and wound up dropping his own show and letting other people host it and stuff and, and then uh, shortly afterwards uh, he died but uh that group disbanded and never talked to any of them ever again. And so now, uh, with this, with the podcasting, back in 2019, I moved into my new house and I thought, I should get a hobby. I'm single. Uh, I'm a divorceman. I might as well do something in my free time. So I decided, oh, I'm going to podcast again. I'm going to I'm gonna read books. That's something I'm sure everyone is already doing, but I'll just add to the fray. So I do it, and then uh, that's kind of fun. And then I got unemployed during COVID. And then I was stuck in the house all the time. And boy, did I drink a lot. But uh, I decided to get on Twitter. Oh, look at that. I ran out the clock. That's the first time in years I've done that. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep talking because I feel like I got something I got to say. Uh, so I get on Twitter uh, for no other reason than just that. Uh, I want more than the one weirdo from some random country that's actually tuning in every week to hear my stuff. I want other people to know who I am. So I get on Twitter and I can't figure it out and I follow random people and no one really interacts with me. And then all of a sudden, uh, a person named Pixie says, uh, oh, here, why don't you do this and get these hashtags and talk to these people? And so I do, and then this Pixie retweets my stuff, and I was like, oh, what a nice person. And so then after that, I started meeting other people, and then uh, eventually I met Wanda from uh, another podcast, and, I, and then we wound up being friends, and then I got to be friends with Wanda and her husband. We hang out. We hang out online chatting on video. We chat enough where eventually uh, when I go out to Italy, uh, Wanda and her husband come to meet us and hang out. They're there when I propose to my wife. My wife that I also met on Twitter because she was on a different podcast. That's how ridiculous this got with Twitter. It was such a, a fun little environment where everyone's friends and they all know each other. And, uh, and I made two best friends and a wife. And I went to Italy. And uh, they're all there. And then when I got married, the Germans, uh, they came to my... The Wanda's German. It came to my wedding, too. Oh, and we all hung out. Now I'm going to go to France again later with my kids and everyone. And uh, and they're going to meet up with us. We're going to hang out the whole damn time. And then the Germans are coming back out here for the summer to just hang out because they got a family reunion. One of them is American. Anyway, so that's, a, that's a pretty intense. That's kind of freaking weird, considering that it's just the internet, and especially Twitter. Twitter's known for being racist as hell. Well, anyways, uh, so that was all good, and I thought, oh, man, look at Twitter. Isn't that nice? Uh, and then all of a sudden, Elon Musk bought it, and then all of a sudden, he fired half the people. And then, uh, you know, things still seem to run fine, except for the racism I was seeing on my feed and stuff. Uh, beyond that, uh, it seemed all right, and then, uh, which is a bad thing to say, and then... Um, after that, uh, then he, f like, put more people in a position to basically, 
lay themselves off. And so now he's like down to 10% of the workforce he used to have. And everyone's saying Twitter is just going to stop working pretty soon. And I was like, that's horrible. All of a sudden, I'm noticing people on Twitter following me on other places like uh, Mastodon, which I barely ever use, and Instagram, which I fucking hate with all my heart. And, uh, and I was like, oh, no, this place that I had such a great experience with is suddenly just probably going to stop working. We don't know yet. It might be too soon to tell, or maybe it'll be fine. Who knows? But uh, idiot Musk, who I've never liked, is basically destroying something that once was kind of a good thing. I've met other people where it's about books. Yeah. Yeah. Unsighted. Yeah. Sandman stories. Ratchet books. All these nice people that I met on Twitter and uh, chat with and make jokes with. You can't make jokes on Instagram. You don't see people joking back and forth and have a good little stream of uh, jokes on Instagram. Where the hell are you supposed to go? So as I'm watching uh, more or less everything fall apart, uh, suddenly Dustin. Dustin can read from the podcast. Dustin can read and watch. I said Dustin can read like that's his name. Uh... He actually dropped off of Twitter pretty quick because the racism was bothering him, too. And he said, I'm out of here. I'm an Instagram-only kind of guy. And so uh, and I mean, he's a really nice person. And so he suddenly reached out to me on Instagram and said, Glenn, Glenn, do you got a promo? I'm going to promote your show on my podcast. Oh, that's so nice of him. So I had to make a promo, which is ridiculous. I'll play it at the end of the show or something. Uh, but so now I'm going to play his promo since he gave me a ray of hope that somehow we can all stay friends. Hi there, I'm Dustin. Do you have a comfort show that you always go back to? Or perhaps there's a TV series you haven't seen in a while and wonder if it's still any good? Well, welcome to the Rewatch Recap, a show where friends and I will queue up an older TV show we've seen and then give a breakdown with commentary of how we feel watching it now, and making fun of it if it doesn't hold up, of course. Dropping episodes weekly, it's easy to rewatch along with us. We'll be focusing on shows from most any era, so suggestions are always welcome. It's sure to be fun, so be sure to check in with us every Monday on the Rewatch Recap. Well, anyways, like I was saying uh, earlier, this book is not racist. It's not sexist. It's not bigoted. It has nothing wrong going for it. But it is the most boring thing I've ever read. And uh, I would love to drop this book and move on to something that doesn't bore the crap out of me while I'm reading it. Uh, but I can't because there's no reason to stop. This is the kind of book that if I had a friend who says, oh, I'm a sci-fi writer, and I'd say, oh, and I'd be nice, and I'd go, well, I mean, I'm older now. As an older person, I would realize, never ask them if I can read what they've written. People do that. Oh, you got a podcast? Can I hear it? No, you're not going to hear it. My analogy for that is always, oh, it's, it's kind of like if I was really good at doing interpretive dance, where I wear a leotard and stuff. Other people that also do interpretive dance might think I'm okay at it, but uh, you outside the circle of weirdness do not need to see me do interpretive dance. I feel the same way about podcasting. None of my friends have heard my podcast. I refuse to let them listen. So same thing with people that want to be authors. Oh, they're just dying for you to say, will you please, please read my work. But you, if you say it, oh God, you're trapped. And this, this, 
This is the kind of person that would literally say, do you want to read it? Wouldn't even wait for you to ask. Would just go, you want to read the book I wrote? And you'd read it like, my God, this is the most monotonous thing ever. The action scene where, what's his, Niall fell into a pit. Some kind of monster's about to eat him and he fights it. Was still boring. That's a scene where the main character, who you do not care about, is about to die. And uh, and you're supposed to care and you don't because it's boring. And then he climbs out and then the owl person thing comes and gets him. Who are... I hate it. I hate everything about this. So why don't we read a bunch of chapters of this? Because I want to get through this. So for anyone that's uh, managed to listen for the last 13 minutes, God bless you. You're a nice person. Uh, but you can absolutely shut this off and then just go and do something else with your life. And I will not take it personally at all. Uh, this story is so goddamn boring and it will not end. I'm only halfway through the book. So I'm going to read three chapters, which is going to be torture for me. I'm going to read three chapters of this horse shit because I want to get this done before December. I mapped this out. It's going to keep going all the way through November, and it's hell for me. So why don't we get started? Oh, chapter 10, Iliel. <sighs> Ashla's eyes closed. God, I hate all the names. Her head lolled forward as Niall lowered her on the bed place. The bed place. Oh, my God. Sam Samara's cry still sounded fainter now. That clamor. Would it draw others from the garth? He sat back on his heels. Oh, the girl changed enough to arouse fear and aversion. That's called being horny. As was seen in the child's actions. Okay, well, I take back what I just said. The believers did not kill. That was their creed. Oh, great. My kid's here now. Did no, I just got started. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this for hours. What do you want from me? You don't want to play God of War with me? I will watch you play God of War, but I'm going to be reading this for like the next two hours. I'm trying to get this goddamn boring book done. But they're going to have a big fight now because Atreus told him to knock it off. <laughs> My kid's playing God of War and loves it. I could, I could never leave. you said that. All right, fine. And loves the dynamic between the, uh, between the son and the dad. Where the hell did I leave off? I have no idea. Thanks! The believers did not kill. That was their creed. But he had been hunted away from Cosberg's Garth by hounds that uh, knew no law. And Samira, Sam Samira, I guess, could uh, touch off on such a hunt here and now. He could leave. He could easily be away before the hunt was up. But Ashla, to the settlers, he owed nothing. However, she was no longer a Garth woman. She was one of his own kind, and yeah, but he rose, uh, rose, rouse her enough to get her away. Iliel. Once more, Niall caught her hands, moved by some hope as he called to the Iftin part of her. Iliel, the Larsh come. We must must home to Iftcan. <laughs> Slowly and emphatically, he repeated these words. Close to her ear. Oh, her eyes were half open. From under the droop of those swollen lids, she looked up. Oh, it appeared to see him. Oh, yeah. there was no fear nor repulsion in her gaze. Only recognition of a sort, as if he were what she had expected. If can. Her lips shaped the word rather than repeated aloud. If can, Niall promised. Come. To his surprise and relief, when he tried to raise her, she was more than able to get to her feet. If Iliel... 
possessed Ashla's half-alien body now. She had the power that they needed, but Niall kept his arm about her shoulders, steering her out of the hut, catching up his pack as he went. Oh, she cried out and covered her eyes with her hands, and when they came into the open... I, a, I, 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 there is pain. So, I, I guess, I don't know. There is pain. Her voice had a different intonation. Yeah, it's an intonation of pain. Do not look, he cautioned, but come. Niall half led, half supported her across the glade of the hut into the forest beyond. Oh, and at the same time, he aimed a thought at horror. Watch. See if those come after, he heard the whir of wings as the quarren took off. Whatever spirit or determination supported Ashla, it continued to hold, kept on, uh, kept trotting on. In fact, her steps grew firmer as she seemed to recover balance and energy. And how long did they have? Would Samira's outburst bring hunters behind them? Niall clung to the memory of Cosberg's people, had told stories of monsters, in quotes, but never of capturing one. Oh, they were never followed far enough into the fastest the forest where they were uh, reputed to haunt. If he could get Ashla to the river and beyond that barrier, but he did not believe that anyone would follow them into Ifcan, the woodland where they now travel was speedily pierced, even at their wavering pace. And now they had before them the opening of the wind had slashed to guide and pull the tranced girl. Turn the page through that under the sun. Niall doubted he could do it. Though he listened, he had not yet heard any hound yap. Do hounds yap? That's the worst. Really, a yap? And Samira's cries had been ended for long, precious moments. Perhaps the child had been visiting the Gladen but in secret against the orders of the Garthmaster. If so, perhaps her terror would not be overridden and the other longer-held fear of household punishment. Close your eyes, Ilil, Niall ordered. Here the sun is bright. He had slung the pack thongs over her left shoulder, and her right arm was about her fever-hot body in support. Now he squinted his own eyes into narrowed slits as he tried to steer them a course which was out amongst the tumble of the storm-scythed growth. God damn, I hate how this person writes this. Here and there, some broken canopy of withering leaves provided temporary sanctuary where they could halt and drink, and Niall could ease his eyes by swabbing dampened cloth across his closed lids. He feared to pause too long, to allow his companion to slip to the ground, lest he could not urge her up and on again. But she walked, yeah, more strongly, caught up in another world from which she seemed to draw energy. Her muttered words told him that she was now matching those dreams that had haunted his own fevered flight to Iftkan. But now she was ill. God, I fucking hate this. The sacking robe hanging in tatters about her about her thighs and knees. Continued to catch on broken branch stumps. Oh, God, I hope it gets pulled off. And tangles a vinyl. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And jerked out of Niall's hold. Oh, when he tried to pull her free from the third such noosing and unfastened the belt. What? And the lacings at the throat, dropping it to lie in a dingy circle about her scratched and dusty feet. Bad! Exclamation point. She kicked at the roll of cloth. Ah, four dots. She stretched her arms up and out. A short, thin undergarment clung to her body. Yes, 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 yes. Their struggles through the rough brush. Okay, they're struggling through the rough brush. Hid her from the last straggly locks of hair. And under the sun, the green 
pigmentation of her skin was complete. Before, judged by off-world standards, she had no beauty, nothing but youth. Now, once you accepted her skin tint, uh, the bare skull, oh, oh, she's got alopecia totalis, uh, the tall pointed ears, why, she was fair, exclamation point. Niall blinked from more than the excess of light. How deeply was Niall now rooted in Ashla? Uh, would she be horrified, frightened, uh, when she learned what happened to her as he had been when he had first seen Iyar's reflection in the pool? Question mark. A hound gave tongue. Oh, Lord. It was answered by a, a leash fellow. Niall caught her at hand. Come, he says, ex- with an exclamation point. Her eyes flickered at him without any true awareness. She tried to pull free from his hold, shaking her head. The Larsh Niall traded those alien memories, and it worked. Oh, she ran, heading straight for the next patch of woods, while he limped after past the tree roots where he had sheltered earlier. Oh, his twisted ankle hurt, and the half-healed wound in his calf throbbed, as if the band of fire had been linked there, but the cool of the wood now cloaked them. Perhaps Niall was a little lightheaded too, or Iyar's memory grew stronger, for he had felt uh, that behind uh, them snuffed and ran dot dot dot, not the hounds from the guard dot dot dot, but things that were not yet men, only held the rough outward seeming hmm, of men, and felt that he must reach Ifcan before the Larsh gathered for the final test of strength against strength, uh, life against life. There was a flurry of wings overhead. Hur had uh, come, and he had thought that he had reached from the quarry into Ifton. Ifton it was the drawing cord. Niall stumbled into the green world as if he plunged through a fire-haunted desert into the body of the sea. Oh, my God, new words. Thorobin, dot, 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 Thorobin, dot, 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 exclamation point. Niall's head turned as the cry acted like a sharp slap across the sweating face to arouse him. Ashla was backed against the tree trunk. Her nostrils expanded as she drew in deep breaths. Hmm? Just consider that for a moment. And in the shadows, her eyes had a luminescence. Uh, but once more, there were tears on her cheeks, and she smeared back her hand across them with the gesture of a small child who had whimpered uh, out her hurt to meet no comfort. Thorobin Iliel! <laughs> God, I hate this so much. <laughs> so she says Thorobin, and he says Iliel, and Niall took a step toward her. You're not Thorobin, her acquisition was sharp. Then, or accusation, sorry, was sharp. Then, before he could reach her, she was gone, flitting down the uh, tree aisles. Calcrock pit, faintness born of her fever, a fall. All the dangers that could meet there alone sent him limping on. Would the same homing memory that had led him to Ifcan guide her north? The river, three dots, it was in flood, exclamation point. If she, if she dared crossing there unheedingly, three dots with an exclamation point, I really hate that the most. <clears throat> it's the word unheedingly that should have the exclamation point, because you're going to say that with some emphasis, but nope, apparently you're supposed to pause and then just think about the emphasis. Horror! He appealed at the quarry and wrenched, only with a very small lightning of his concern. The white wings beat after the vanished girl, leaving him to hobble after. Buzz Pack caught on the undergrowth that he was delaying, irritant, but he was, uh, yeah, but he dared not or could not bring himself to abandon it and the supply. So, jiggling it into better position on his shoulders, Niall struck a crooked lope in which would not favor his injured leg as much as it needed. 
Whatever, he drew a deeper breath than a gasp. There was a stab of pain beneath his lower ribs, and he thought longingly about the river as a spent uh, swimmer might watch the nearest shore. Here, horror called from the, uh, from the west. Trouble of some kind. Niall risked further to leap into a fallen tree and struck left. Oh, the crabcock trap. Where, where did it lie? Even with its dreadful maker dead, the pit itself was a threat to the unwary. Had Ashla fallen there, but Niall found her lying in a small dell hmm, by the spring where drooping branches cut off the direct rays of the sun. Ah, oh, she was crouched together, her arms about her knees, and her head down upon them, her body shaken by shudders. Iliel! Niall halted, called softly, not wanting to send her into another headlong flight, and at the sound of his voice her body stiffened. The line of her bent shoulders went rigid. But she, she did not lift her head and move. Iliel, he took a step and then a second into the dell, not quite sure whether to keep his feet. Oh, but now her head did come up slowly, and he could see her face. Her, her eyes were closed so tight that her features seemed twisted. Uh, her mouth worked as if she screamed, yet she made no sound save for the rasp of breath, uh, whistling in and out of her distended nostrils. Just think about that for a minute. Think about her distended nostrils whistling. The pool, exclamation point. Now that he knew it had shocked her into the almost mindless state of fear, uh, as he had met I.R., so uh, she had, in this place, seen Ilial's countenance for her own. Going down on his knees, Niles cupped his hands together and caught up a scoop of water, cold on his heated flesh. This he threw straight into her convulsed face. Her eyes opened. At first, they held in a rigid stare as if she saw nothing but would have been frozen into her closed, locked fear. Then that broke as she looked at him and the increased terror in her eyes. And her face was frightening to watch. Oh, she squirmed away from Niall, her, her mouth still writhing out some soundless screams. And there could be no reasoning with her at this moment. She was beyond the wall of shock had erected, deep in a place where the sane speech could not reach her. Well, Niall threw himself forward and locked his hands around her thin wrists. That's a good idea. That's great. When she's scared, just go on and grab her wrists. She thrashed about under her weight, which is a natural uh, thing to do. But he pinned her fast. Good. Good for you. That's a very knowledgeable, kind of uh, smart thing to do. The quickest, the best way to deal with her might be to knock her out completely. Okay, yep, yeah, this is all very reasonable. But he doubted if, she, if he could. Uh, she was almost as tall as he, and her body had been hardened and strengthened by labor. Thin as she was, she could not carry her, he could not carry her the rest of the way to the river. Somehow, he got a lashing vine about her wrists and leaned away, panting, to consider the next move. Now, how far was... He's going to tie her up. How far was the river? Niall tried to place landmarks about him, and then he, he heard the hounds again. Fate, to be sure. Oh, are they lapping or whatever the hell they said earlier? Uh, but with an exultant note in their cry. Oh, they had picked up the fugitive's trail and knew the scent was fresh and they hoped that they were still leashed. Oh, but there's, there's no heading directly home for Ifcan. Uh, even if Ashley came out of her present state of shock and was uh, eager and willing to make the journey with him. Oh, he, he doubted if he could uh, recross recross the stream there. Uh, recross it. And if, if he must have made a desperate prisoner, it was uh, worse than useless to try. Westward, there was a portion of the river that had passed on his way to the sea where the bed had widened. The waters, even when storm-fed, would run more shallow. 
but that fronted the waist of the horror had warned against. They would cross there, keep close to the river bank, and avoid all but the fringe of that waste turned completely west from the sea and abandon the sinking of Iftcan. That, Nile decided, was the wisest course. Ashla hudded down uh, her bound hands, oh my God, pressed tight against her, her eyes wide and wild as she watched his every move, which is normal, but she no longer tried to scream if uh, he could only bring Iliel memory to the surface of her mind again. Iliel, Niall tried not to touch her. That's gentlemanly of her, uh, of him. Uh, but he made no move toward the shrieker. Oh, you are Iliel the Ifton, he said slowly. But her head shook from side to side, denying that, which is normal. You are Iliel, and I am Iyar, he continued doggedly. They hunt us. We must go to the forest, to Ifkan. Well, now her mouth worked spasmodically. But uh, he did not believe it was a scream that could not win free. She made a small choking sound and her tongue swept across her lips and she lunged past him to the side of the pool, hanging over the water and staring down at her reflection there. From mirror to man, she glanced up and down, apparently, as uh, was satisfying herself that there was a resemblance between what she saw in the water and Niall. I am not, she choked again, her wailing appeal breaking through her hostility. You are ill, he responded, and you have been ill with fever, and you have had ill dreams. I really wanted to end by saying ill, but no, not going to do that. This is a dream, she caught him up. Niall shook his head. This is real. That, he waved, hand, burp, southward, is a dream. Now listen. The baying reached their ears. Hounds, she identified that sound correctly, glanced apprehensively over her shoulder. But why? Niall shouldered the peck, caught up the end of the vine dangling from the binding of her wrist. Briefly, he wondered why it was so important to take her to with him, but uh, take her away from her kin. Only they weren't her kin any longer. That hunting party cross or coursing monsters with their hounds. They were changelings together, she and he, their loneliness so halved. He had known loneliness in the dipple. Maliani had fallen ill and strayed so often from her chosen dream of escape, but the loneliness he had known I.R. claimed him had been worst of all. Come, that was the order, and when he saw that she could not easily rise, he drew her up to him, Oh, and she shrank in his hold. Her face a little averted, mind you. Keep in mind, she's got her hands tied, so this is very, very uh, specifically sexy. A little averted, as if to escape, looking directly at him. Oh, what if she never accepted the change? Mm-hmm. Niall started on, pulling at the vine tie. Oh, she came with him, her eyes half closed, her mouth set, but, but she held her pace, and she did not drag back. You are hurt, and there is blood. Niall was startled at her first words. He had stains above his boot top and of his bad leg, and that they were already stiff and drying. And I was caught in a crowd cockpit. <laughs> he answered with this. God, I hate this fucking book so much. <laughs> um. Wondering if Ilial's memory could supply the rest. There's an evil creature living partly underground, he added. The wound was healing, and I fell and opened it again. This crowcock, he killed it? Her question was simple, such as a child might ask. With a big knife? Her bound hands gestured toward the sword in the sheath and her sword belt. With the sword, Niall corrected absently. Yes, I killed it, because I was lucky. Now, you've lived here always in the forest? No, 
Niall took the chance to drive home the idea of the, of the fate they shared. I was a laborer on the garth, and I found a treasure. A treasure, she interrupted, still that childish tone. Green and pretty, so very pretty. She had her hands up, trying to pull them apart, as if holding the necklace once more. I had one, too, green, like the woods. <laughs> yes, Niall conceded, a treasure such as you found. Then... Then I had the green sick, and afterwards I was I-R. Yes, yes, yes. Although I am also Niall Renfro. Uh, could you could you make her understand, he wondered. I am Ashla Himmer, uh, but you call me by another name. Uh, you're Ilial, he said, or in part you are Ilial. Ilial, she repeated the name softly. Now that is pretty, but I sinned. I sinned, or I would not know to be a monster. Niall took a chance. He stopped short and turned to face her. Look at me, Ilio, he, com- <laughs> he commanded. Look well. Think. Do you see a monster? Do you truly see a monster in italics with a question mark? At first, it appeared that she might answer that with a ready affirmative. But as his gaze continued to hold hers, steady, and with all the demand that he could put into it, she hesitated. Yeah, that's nice. Frankly, she inspected him from bare-skulled head to mud-stained boots and back again. No, she said slowly, you are different. But you are not a monster, only different. And you are different, Ilil. Ah, but you are not a monster. You're not ugly. For an if-tin, an if-tin, you are fair, not ugly, just different. Not a monster, not ugly, for an Ifton fair, she repeated that wonderingly. Please, she held out her hands. Uh, loose me. Uh, I shall run. Uh, you who are A.R. also a sinner named Niall Renfro. She slit the vines and threw them away. Her acceptance uh, had come more quickly and more completely than he had dared to hope for such a short time before. Tell me, uh, do we go now to the city, the city of trees? I think I remember those tree towers. But how can I, she asked, disturbed. If can, yes, there is such a city. But much of it is now dead, Niall told her. And what she remembers is from a long ago. Well, but how and why, she asked her own questions. Of it. Well, how can I guess my part? Why, Niall shrugged, uh, that I do not know. But uh, what I have discovered is this. As they went, he told her of what he had found in Ifsiga. God, I fucking hate this. Of the treasure buried in their own holding uh, and, and of all that he had learned and suspected. So those who sin by taking the forbidden thing, she summed up in her own way, they are punished by becoming as we. And so the forest devil does tempt us, even as the speaker has always said. But is that so, Niall countered. Is it truly punishment, Ilil? Do you hate the forest? And are you uh, unhappy uh, here as you would if you were punishment? And uh, you're arguing awkwardly, perhaps, but he was sure that he must alter her rationalization, the believer's creed, and her acceptance of it in their own problem. If she believed that the forest was punishment for the damned, uh, then for her, it might just be that. Well, uh, the speaker said she began, and then she paused, uh, plainly facing some thought, perhaps uh, not new to her, but one which was, she was still very wary. She stopped short and put her hand on the tree beside which she had stood. It was an odd gesture she made, as if her warm flash curved about a loved, beautiful possession. This, this is not evil, she cried aloud, and the city of trees, which I dreamed, that's not evil, but Good, but very good. 
To Ashla, there was no evil. To Ilial, good. <laughs> God, I fucking hate this so much. Uh, for Ilya, there was no speaker, no one to say this is bad and what it's good. So, as she was smiling now, looking at Niall with a light in her eyes on her face, and then the light would make a discovery of a new and joyful freedom. So now I am Ilial, uh, for whom the world is good and not filled with sin. <laughs> Always so many, many sins. So many sins where the rule holds the listing. Niall laughed involuntarily. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She comes to this conclusion. She goes, <laughs> and a moment later, she echoed him. Oh, good. She laughs too. It was as if some of that feeling of joy had winged between them. And at that moment, Niall felt no weariness, no pain. He wanted to run, to cry aloud in the new feeling of freedom and delight. But behind, the hounds bayed, and striking deeply into his mind came a warming from Hur. A warming, a warning. All right, whatever. I'm reading this forever. It's been 37 minutes. They go faster. Forest, brother, go. Niall caught Ilial's hand and started on that best place he could muster. All right. Uh, now, chapter 11. <sighs> the Mirror. You could stop listening at any time. God knows I wish I could. Uh, so just move on with your life. If you've gotten this far, why? Just go. Go do something. Go wash dishes or, I don't know, masturbate. The sun that had plagued them was veiled by dull clouds. Ilio was looking out over the open riverbed. By her shoulder, horror perched on a tall rock, his head turning from Niall to the north and back again slowly while he snapped his bill and his uh, small, sharp clicks of descent. Across the water, <laughs> burp, lay a rock-paved shore where the mist, or was it smoke, hmm, hmm, from smothered fires, curled in languid trails. What lies there, Burp, she asked. I don't know, but it is evil. That was a question, rather a statement of fact. Uh, the girl raised both hands to her head and bent forward a little, her eyes closed, and Niall laid fingers on her upper arm. Are you ill again? No, she shook her head. The quarren stirred and regarded the girl with a surprise as open as that which might be expressed on human features. <sighs> From horror's throat came a series of small purring notes. What would that sound like? Uh, which Niall had came a series of, uh, had never before heard. Oh, the corn's feet lifted, uh, first right, then left, as if he were engaged in some solemn dance in time to his own calls. And now Niall saw Ilial's head move too, slightly but unmistakably in the same rhythm, back and forth, in time to her stamping feet and muted cries, or was the corn taking his lead from her? Who fucking cares? But this was something Niall could not understand, except that within him the same conviction grew at this moment that the leadership of their small party was passing from him to her. Who cares? Okay, great. So this race of alien being is apparently easily controlled by giant owls. No! He tried to catch her at arm once more, but she was already gone, flitting ahead, splashing into the river shallows, wading out into the main current. Horror voiced a great hooting cry and spiraled up, circling above the river of the girl. Oh, there was nothing for Niall to do to now but follow. Ilial 
pushed on without hesitation, as if she knew just where she was going and why, swerving to avoid a storm rack, yet always coming back to a line that would uh, bring her out to a rock ledge of the opposite shore. One of the mist trails drifted over the water, and Niall caught the reek of smoke. True enough, smoke from a fire fed by vegetation. Thin as it was, it made from him a cough that was raw in his nose and throat. Good, that's great writing. The girl scrambled up the ledge, and going up on all fours to reach the crown of the slope, horror continued to wheel overhead, but the quarren called no longer. At the top, uh, where the rock shelf leveled, Ilial halted and stood straight, her wet garment clinging. Oh, here we go. Her to her body above her scratched and welted legs. Yeah, she's bald and she's got wet clothes on. Yes. Oh, she faced north. Yes, inland. Oh, her arms hanging at her sides. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, her eyes now wide apart. Uh, but yet, Niall believed, not fixed on any visible point ahead. Oh, yeah, she's ready for something. <laughs> yes, yeah, she was either seeing farther than his own sight reached or something that was within her own mind. Then a little subparagraph. Gather dark, gather dark, bring the blade, bring the torch, summon power to land to walk. Her voice is very soft, close to a whisper, and she accented the words oddly, chanted them into a song without music. Horror oh, God, it's horror, but it's all dragged out. H O O O O O O R U R R R dash. Uh, the hooting cry of the quorn was her answer. Oh, so she's not horny. Fine. As Niall pulled himself up to join her, she turned her head, and once more he saw the luminous spark deep in her now wide-open eyes. The power was thin. Perhaps no longer can it be summoned. Her words had no meaning, uh, but maybe she had plunged so deeply into Ilial memory that she could no longer he could no longer reach her. Come, he faced east towards Ifcan. That way is closed. Now it was her hand that held him back. Ooh, a power dynamic. This is kind of exciting. My nipples are a little bit tight. Uh, the barrier thickens. There was for a moment a slow smile upon her lips. No warrior still cuts a path through the white forest. Uh, what? Completely bewildered about realizing that her cryptic warning was indeed seriously meant, and that IR memory stirred in him now the mention of the White Forest. Niall hesitated. Uh, how then do we go? he asked. Ilial's head lifted, her nostrils quivered. <laughs> what is it with her nostrils? In this story, this author is so focused on this woman's nostrils, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Through the dark mass of cloud bank broke a flash of lightning, and the wind sang along the river in a wild, rising voice. They gather, oh, 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 they gather. The power is thin, so thin. Niall lost patience. To be caught in the open, if the coming storm proved to be as severe as the last one, was folly, perhaps close to suicidal. But they would have to find uh, uh, find cover. Oh, he raised his voice to the top of the wind. Oh, we must have cover from the storm. She caught his hand and began to run west along the rock ledge boarding the river, and he found that he dragged back as his wretched legs stiffened, slowing the pace she set. Oh, then she studied him. Hmm? came to some decision of her own. The, here it is. This is great writing. A quote, dot, 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 not, dot, 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 run, dot, 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 quote. Her words were tattered by the rising wind. They were both lashed with whips 
of water from the river, and her pole was instant as she angled abruptly from the stream edge straight into the murky portion of the wasteland. Niall stood to hold back to argue. Ah, but his, his earlier distaste for that country was hardening into something uh, a great deal stronger than more militant. To the mirror, Dash, the mirror of Thanth! Exclamation point. IR memory, for that instant, had a mind picture of silver, rimmed with pointed rocks. A place of power. Not, f- not forest power, but power. And then that was gone. The wisp of meaning it held for him vanished as the wind about them crept into the mist, murk out of the way, cleaving a pure path to the dreary overgrowth of the waste. Niall was moving faster before he noted that what lay underfoot now was not the broken earth with its top tangle of vine and vegetation, but, but, but a pavement. Of gray stone. Oh, very old. Dusty uh, hollows and grooves worn to a surface as if for centuries feet had trod there. Old and alien to even Ifton kind, but not forbidden. Ilio ran a little ahead, having dropped his hand when he followed, and there was an eagerness about her. Well, not only in her eyes, in the curve of her lips, but in the every uh, th- every line of her thin body, that she could be one hastening to the long-awaited rendezvous. Dot 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 or home. The pavement was not wide, but in places sand and earth had silted over it, so that only the faintest traces were discernible. But the girl never looked down at her where her feet trod. Oh, she watched ahead, seeking some other guide, or perhaps already moved by one. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine running without looking at your feet? Can you imagine moving quickly uh, without actually looking at where your feet are? I can't. That seems absurd. Dark. The dark was drawing in, and with it, dot, 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 Niall's eyes moved from side to side. Oh, his night sight could not reach far enough into the storm bloom. There were shades, things which could be brushes swaying in the wind, or something else. Only none of those deceptive bushes touched upon the roadway, nor did they approach it too closely. It was framed by rock and bare earth. Oh, and those rocks! Mere rounded boulders at first looked entirely natural in the grim county until they crowded more thickly at the road edges, rising in rude, ugh, pfft, rude walls. Uh, first, waist high to the fugitives, and then even with their shoulders, and then onto the tower above their heads, until those giant slabs on either side let only the 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 the, the slit of sullen gray sky far above. I all believe now they were the wall built with the purpose to protect the road shelter those who used it question mark down in this trough between those rock ridges uh, the wind was gone but now and then a distant play of lightning could be seen rain began and funneled down upon them by the rock walls funneling in the streams and the joint of widening rivulet with their feet and their ankles and their in their in their calves Iliel, if the water rises, with three dots, Niall broke out, if we'll not, soon we will come to the guardway. Well, where do we go? He, he tried for enlightenment the second time. Up! <laughs> she sketched the direction of the rising land. To the mirror. To the earth's center. 
Well, she was right. Uh, the road was rising, becoming steeper, but it was still ran north, and they must be well into the waste. Oh, no mo- uh, no murk clung in this cut, nor did Niall smell any of the reek, eh? or the drifting mist had carried. Oh, here was only rock washed by the rain. Now, Ilial, slacken pace. The guardway, uh, have you the word? No, Niall stared ahead eagerly. The rocks and the wall arched, meant to form a dark mouth and what it might be a tunnel. Yeah, but there was shelter from the storm, and from there might be other things to consider. They passed temporary comfort to the body, and for some reason Niall's hand fell to his sword hilt. Oh, he drew the blade, slim silver in the gloom. Oh, the speck of green danced on its point, brightened, flared as if he bore a torch. Then Niall saw on the rock and the arch the other green flecks came to life, uh, flashed but did not die, and on the sweep of the keystone the symbol waxed into, into life and glowed. Oh, Iliol laughed, yeah, but not dead, not dead, sleeping only, to wake, to awake, and her voice rode a cry, uh, a cry of triumph, uh, good, cute little song, Starlight, uh, Swordlight, Iftborn, welcomes back the wanderers, far travel, uh, sleep long, but the power returns, dot, 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 that's a good spot for us to stop, as I uh, am exhausted from having to get through all of this goddamn book. Uh, do me a personal favor. Come up to my master bedroom and have sex with me. It's okay. It's okay. I know. I know. I'm asking a lot. It's weird. It's weird that I just directly asking you. Just screw me. Let's just go upstairs so I can anger fuck just for a little while before I have to go back into reading this book again. It's okay. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll start it off by reading to you from the upcoming romance novels from Penguin Random House Books. I come. Oh boy, am I frustrated. Uh, you're wearing a Catwoman outfit? Why are you wearing a Catwoman outfit? It's like something everyone's done for Halloween since like the 2000s. What the hell are you doing? It's not sexy. Everyone just assumes the Catwoman is sexy, but she's not sexy. It's not like something you look at like, oh god, I can't wait to jerk off to that. Oh, yeah. oh now you're pointing at some kind of book. The Leopard Scar by uh, Christine Feehan. <clears throat> part of a, a leopard novel. Oh, good. There's a series of them. Uh, about the leopard scar, animal attraction takes over in this exhilarating leopard novel from the number one New York Times bestselling author, Christina. God damn it. You're not a worthy author. As soon as you're a number one New York Times bestselling author, you're crap. The moment Meeling sees Gideon, she knows he's a leopard shifter. <laughs> Just as she knows she can't trust him. Meeling doesn't take chances. Life has taught her better than that. So why does she find herself rescuing this deadly, gorgeous man when she knows she'd be better off leaving him to die? Yeah, it's because of his pecs, probably, and maybe his little buttocks. Gideon is used to women throwing themselves at him, not throwing uh, his injured body over their beautiful, deceptively strong shoulders and carrying him to safety. Oh, he's not used to that. 
being emasculated, Gideon, this shifter, this panther shifter. Uh, he might be embarrassed if he wasn't so aroused by the thought of this feisty lotus blossom. Nice. As they strike up a working relationship that suits them both, Gideon starts to rely on Meeling for just about everything. But when her hidden nature rises to the surface, the connection that links them shifts into an all-consuming desire, and neither will escape unmarked. Oh boy, that's the Leopard Scar. It's part of a leopard novel uh, by uh, Christine Feehan. It's a paperback book you can get on Amazon, Barnes Noble. Uh, oh, sorry, on November 29th. So just after the, the Thanksgiving, you can settle down and read about erotic panther people. Leopard people. I want them to be panthers really badly. Amazon, Barnes Noble, Books A Million, Bookshop.org, Hudson Bookstores, Indie Balance, Parles, Target, and Walmart. Well, with that, why don't we go back to the sheer hellscape and the longest episode I've probably ever done in my entire life of this goddamn book. I am not horny. I wanted to anger fuck, and you in that goddamn Catwoman outfit is doing nothing for me. There's nothing sexy about it. You look uncomfortable in that thing. Uh, yeah, it's shiny. I guess shiny things are supposed to make me horny. Your wet, weird, wet leather. I don't care. Just, let's just go back downstairs and pretend this whole thing never happened. Well, here we go. Uh, she swung about, standing now under the vast curve of an arch with its glittering green symbol held her hands to Niall in a wide gesture of welcome. Swordbearer, give me your name. Oh, Niall Renfro. <sighs> One part of him said with a desperate stubbornness, but he answered aloud, I am Iyar, tree-born in Kai-Kik, Captain of the first ring of Ifcan. God, I fucking hate this. Swordbearer, come. Be free of the guardway. Ah, they were faced up by a stairway uh, in place of the road, a stair that climbed up and up under the rock roof, uh, leading where Niall could not guess. And IR memory did not supply an answer here. Uh, together... Shoulder to shoulder, they climbed those stairs, and as Niall faltered and limped, Iliel lent him her strength. There was a feeling of serenity and comfort that flowed from her, uh, from her arm under his, her, uh, oh, oh, her nearness, into his tired body, keeping him climbing. How long was that stairway? What space of time passed as they climbed it? They were outside normal time in a queer way. Uh, Niall Renfro could not have produced words to explain, uh, but which I.R. had found right and natural. Around him was the past. At any moment now, some barrier would break, and the past would flow in upon 
both of them. Uh, but they would not know all the answers, and there would be no more questions to ask. Only that did not happen. The end of the stairway came before they broke the intangible barrier. They came out in the open, once more on a straight, smooth ledge in a cup, which might have uh, still been cratered uh, of a cone of a small volcano. Stark walls rose from a sheet of untroubled water. A silver mirror uh, did not reflect the light, and there was no light overhead now, not even a prick of a star, but rather it contained a glow within itself, as if it, as if it were a pool of fluid metal. The mirror, Ilio spoke softly as they were both in truth, uh, in, in, intruders, disturbing something vast beyond human comprehension, something so old, so full of power, that Nile flung up his sword arm and handed, uh, still weighted by the drawn blade, to hide his face. Oh, her fingers were warm on the wrist, drawing it down once more. Uh, look, uh, she commanded, in the order that such authority must obey. Mirror still, mirror bright, vast as an ocean, small enough to be scooped up by two hands. It spread, it shrank, it pulled, it repelled, and under all Niall's emotional stress, fear and awe, there grew an aching hunger. What he desired most did not come. Again, there was a barrier between him and what waited just beyond. Something so wonderful, so changing of spirit, that he could have cried aloud in his loss and frustration, being down on the wall with his sword. All knowledge was there, and he could not reach it. I hate this. Uh, through his own depths of desire and sorrow, Niall heard Ashla crying, and that sound drew him back to sight and awareness. Not of what could have been, but what was. Well, the girl crouched on the ledge above the mirror she had, uh, beside the forest pool where the consciousness of her changing had first come to her. But there was no terror or horror here. No, like him, she was torn by the loss of what could not have been. Ah, for all her reaching, Niall knelt beside her and drew her into his arms. Together, they took comfort from the fact that his overwhelming failure was shared, uh, was part of each of them. Uh, what have we done, Burp? She whimpered to last. It is what we are, he replied, and knew that he spoke the truth. Now we're, we're only a part of what we should be standing here, like Iliel and I are, but we are also Niall and Ashla, uh, so we are neither truly one or the other, to fear wholly or to have all. I cannot, she drew her hand across her tear-wet face and began again. How can one go on knowing that this is here and yet one not, cannot have it? Oh, we've been judged and found wanting. Are you sure that will always be so? The judgment is final. Niall began as reassurance. Now wondered for himself too. Suppose, eh, 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 suppose, and he put his groping into words, and words were like water to a sun-dried traveler, bringing their own comfort, that Iliel and Iar will grow the greater, Niall and Ashla the less. It has been a very little time since we were changed. Do you believe that in truth, or is it only words said in kindness? She challenged him. No, oh, oh, I meant them as words to be kind. He felt compelled to the strict truth in this place. But now, dash, now I believe them, exclamation point. There's this mirror of Thanth, <laughs> and in it is the power and the seeing. Someday, perhaps, the seeing will be ours then, and oh, 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 the richness of that seeing. Now, Niall arose and drew up with him. Uh, it is better that we go, 
Ashla nodded. If only I could give, uh, I could remember more. Uh, the way of asking, giving. Well, I remember as much as you do, Niall told her quickly. But you're a warrior, eh? A sword bearer. For you, it is the giving, not the asking. And she burst out impatiently and uh, then stood hand to lips. Uh, hand to lips? As if started by her own words. Oh, the uh, only bits I do remember. But once... Once I knew it all, <laughs> Iliel will come back fully. Then I shall know again. But you're right. For us now, this is a forbidden place. We've escaped the wrath only because we came with clean hearts <laughs> and ignorance! Exclamation point. Oh, they went down to the stair, and then when they reached the gate in the guardway, Niall slipped and lowered himself stiffly to the stone pavement under its arch. Oh, I do not think I can go any further, whether I provoke the wrath or not, he told her simply. And I did not believe that shelter here will uh, be denied us, she returned. Give me your sword, for again I remember a little. She took the weapon by its leaf-shaped blade and laid it flat on the pavement directly beneath the archway. Oh, the key will keep open the way. Then Ashla opened Niall's pack, exclaiming over its contents. Exclaiming over its contents? Like, oh, geez, look at that. No, what is that? Uh, uh, some sort of a... Uh, flask, whatever. Uh, together they ate the bread, drank from the bottle, and refilled at the river. Niles' last walking sight was of Ashla shaking out of the extra clothing, measuring it against her. Oh, he drifted to sleep, his head pillowed on an ifton cloak, and outside the murmur of running water on a, a road older than man kept time was a soothing lullaby, a glowing sword before him, a warning four dots, Niall moved in his shoulder, grating painfully against a rock wall. I sat up, and there was a sword on the floor. Yes, and it was glowing, not green. As it had been before, beneath the gate, but coldly silver. Ah, he laughed. <laughs> that was the reflection of daylight, pale yet bright enough to be caught by the highly polished blade. A stir upon the opposite side of the nook, and Ashla also sat up to blink drowsily back at him, and she was dressed now in the extra suit of her hunter's wear, and she had belted in the long knife that had been at his side before he went to sleep. Eh, uh, you're well, he asked, hardly knowing what greeting to use. Well, there are many dreams, she replied obliquely. I have a feeling that uh, we'll do better away from this place. And now, she had put this into words, Niall was sure of the same thing. Uh, there was a chill in the stairway and a belief that the intruders were not welcome and that they should be long gone. He strode back and forth to, to test his leg. And some of the stiffness held, <clears throat> but he could move if limpingly. Niall broke a piece of bread in half and shared it with her. Uh, Back to the river now, he began. Yes, back to the river, then the west to the sea. They must find those others who had set the trap. Then they would know, as they must, the purpose behind all of this. I have no idea what's going on. So a trap was set, lost interest, don't know. But now they're going to find out the purpose behind the trap. Don't care. At first, Niall was so intent on planning his westward journey that those words did not register in his mind. And when they did, he stared at her in the forest's name Dash, why? Samira, Ashla replied as if made everything clear. Samira, Dash, the little girl, question mark. Understanding was still beyond, uh, beyond him. Samira, uh, she's my sister, 
When they took me to the forest to die, as they thought a sinner judged, she came with food and water, and they would beat her for it if they discovered it. Perhaps she is now sick, too. I must know. Do you not see that? I cannot leave Samira, the new wife. She is the keeper of the house rule now. Me, she hated. And Samira was... Uh, unkind always, for we are children of the first wife. While I was there, I would stand between her and Samira, but now, now, Samira is alone. Uh, she's too young to be alone, question mark. To Samira, you are now a monster. It was she who put those hunters on the trail. Niall spoke the truth brutally because it was the truth. Uh, but that may be so. But still, I cannot leave Samira. And he knew that she was set in her stubbornness. There is no need for you to go back with me, she continued. I can hide in the forest and try to reach her by night. But she would not come with you. She'd be afraid. Yeah, she would not know me. And knowing me, she would not fear. And how would you get into the Garth Yard at night uh, to find a child kept indoors? The hounds, dash. Watchers, dash. They will be alert now for anyone coming from the forest. Well, I know, only that I cannot leave Samira, and she will be lost without me. Listen, I'm telling you the truth, Iliel. Uh, there are no longer the same breed as your sister. Oh, you will not know her as you did. You will not, she will not know you. Niall spoke out the wisdom that he had gathered upon the return of Cosbergs. This girl will feel the same revulsion. Yeah, in this I am still Ashla, eh? and not Iliel. I go for Samira. Niall set his teeth as he remade and, and shouldered a smaller pack. Then let us go. For you, there is no need, she told her quickly. Well, there's no need. We go together or not at all. Chapter 12. Fire Hunt. Tell me, why do you do this? Slim in the forest dress, Ashler was almost one with the twilight shadows as she halted briefly between the two drooping branch trees. So much had she bent to Niall's will that they had gone west for a space instead of directly south and that they must approach the Himmer Garth from that direction, thus taking the precautions they could against any sentries along the fringe. Uh, wh uh, wh why do you... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, why do you seek Samira? Niall countered. Uh, she is my... We already talked about this. She is my sister, for I am responsible. You are ift. I am ift. In that much, we are now kin. Not blood kin, she protested. You can go on to the sea and find those others you spoke of. This is no work of yours. Can I? Niall asked deliberately. Am I sure that there are others of the Ifcan after all? Now, what proof have I? Some tracks, too loosely set to be sure more than that, something had walked erect through the sand and on the earth. A signal on a cliff already burned to ash when I reached it. Sight of a, a log floating out to sea. No... I have not seen Ifton, and I have only guessed and pieced together the story, and what I guessed may be uh, uh, very wrong. He heard her breath catch, saw her head turned toward him. But there have been others with the green slick, others left as we. How many, he pressed. Ashley shook her head. Oh, I do not know. Oh, the illness was a punishment sent to sinners. No Garth wished to publish the guilt of his people aloud. Uh, we would hear whispers of this one that had struck down, but, but of my own knowledge, I do not know more than, uh, oh, I don't know, five. 
five from this district alone. Now, from the South Fringe line, uh, that was in five years. A steady drain, but why, he repeated the old question. I wonder, how many in all the years since the first off-world landing was made here? And are all those now Ifton? Well, you're free to search and see, Ashley pointed out swiftly. I am not free. I stay with the Ift. Uh, I have found, they're just abbreviating down to Ift. I hate this. But in return, I ask one promise. Her chin lifted. Uh, with Samira there, I promise nothing. Then listen, if you find that you wish is impossible, you cannot reach her, or that she will not come. Then will you go without lingering? Turn the page. God damn it. Oh, you are so very sure she will not come with me? Why? Well, I cannot uh, make you understand with words, uh, but you will see for yourself. Oh, then she will come and I will reach her. Ashley's confidence was unshaken. Oh, the tusk is now full. May we not go now? Horror had vanished when they had taken the road to the mirror two days earlier. Niall wished for the quarren now. With the birds scouting before them, an invasion of the Garth would not have seemed quite so foolhardy. But lacking horror, they must depend upon their own eyes, ears, and noses. He had earlier forced one concession from Ashla, that she would follow his orders in the woods until they reached the fields. And the girl kept that promise faithfully, obeying his commands and uh, copying as well as she could his witchcraft. There was no moon showing tonight, and the softness of coming rain was again in the air. The cold may close in earlier this year, Ashla observed as they crouched together in the thicket, uh, when there are... Many severe rainstorms earlier, that is so. Oh, how can it come? Perhaps within 20 days now. A sleet storm. After that, others much worse. Niall shelved that future worry for the action at hand. Listen, his hand on her shoulder was a signal for quiet. The yap, the yap of a hound. They heard it clearly. From the Garth, she whispered. Niall's tension did not ease. One dog might be at the homestead. That did not mean that the others were not patrolling the fields, accompanying a human guard. Oh, he said as much. No, uh, those were forest at night uh, is a, a place of terrors, and Himmer is a cautious man. He will have all the holding. The gate's barred. But you plan to enter here, Niall thrust home, the folly of a proposed move. For the first time since she had made her decision at the foot of the mirror stairway, Ashla's resolution showed a small crack, but, three dots, I must. What began hesitantly ended in the firmness of a vow. Where in the house would Samira be? Niall recalled his own expedition at Cosberg's when he had looked up upon the beings with whom no longer had any common ground. All the little girls, now they slept together in the loft. Oh, it had no windows. Ashel sat back on her heels, uh, plainly attempting to visualize what she described. Ah, ah. She turned to him eagerly. These are the covered shed where they, with the two Faz colts, and from the roof of that, it would be easy to reach the window. Then I can call Samira. And if she sees you... After a moment of silence, her answer came, a small ragged note disturbing from her former confidence. Now you mean she will fear me? Cry out as she did at the hut? <laughs> well, perhaps it was you she feared then. Uh, me? I am 
Ashla, who loves her. You would not fear me, and also it is dark in the loft. They would have no light there, and she will hear my voice, and of that she will not be afraid. Perhaps there was some logic in the argument, and, short of dragging Ashla away bodily, uh, she would not uh, do. Oh, there was nothing left but yet to yield to her desire and to do the best he could to take all precautions possible. They circled farther to the south in order to move into the wind, and then uh, there was only one wan light showing from the garth now, the night lantern in the yard. As far as they could judge, the inhabitants of the household were uh, safe abed. Now the field crossings were made in rushes that uh, took them from the shadow safety into one wall to the next, and they were uh, close to the stake barrier about the buildings. Niall's nose... Yeah. <laughs> wrinkled against the smell of the Garth and its people, just as the human scent of Cosberg's larger holding had awakened a revolt in him. And so did he, uh, the odor of this place. At this time, the impact of the olfactory senses were even sharper. Uh, he heard a small gasp from his companion, uh, saw her run her hand uh, vigorously under her nose. That, Niall tried to drive the truth home, is the smell of the offworlders. But we, Dash, we are, Dash, she was shaken, bewildered, we are of the Ifton, who, burp, do not kill trees or live encased in dead things. Now, uh, do you begin to believe uh, that we are and that they are they? Samira can be like us also, she said obstinately. But Niall thought that she eyed the bulk of her buildings before uh, to a new way. Certainly not one returning to a familiar place. The Foz? The Foz shed? was set against the stake wall, and they would never be made uh, the entry. A running leap took Niall within grasping distance of the top. Once up, he lowered his sword belt to aid Ashla's climb, and below them they could hear the stir of the animals, a snorting from one of the beasts. Ashla lay flat on the roof and crooned softly, a soothing rise and fall uh, of small notes, and the snorting stopped. They will be quiet, she whispered. I fed them their mash, and they know my voice, and there is the loft window. Still at her hands and knees, she scuttled across the shed roof and crouched beneath the opening, and then she arose slowly and looked inside. All her survey took long, and that uh, Niall wondered if the dark baffled her sight. Better than human, though it was. Uh, then, even as she had quieted the Faz colts, she signaled again in a small hissing of a whisper, and the separate words which did not reach even her as uh, her own post. Uh, three times she spoke. Niall caught a glimpse of movement within and the window pane swung about and the child stood there, eh, with her arms uh, reaching for Ashla. Only when Ashla's hands went out to return, the child shrank back and Niall heard a frightened cry. No, Dash, no, Dash, not Ashla, Dash, a demon. A demon is here. Her screams were as wild as they had been in the forest clearing. Niall moved, crossing the roof with a, with a wild thing's leap to catch Lashley, uh, force her back with him to the wall drop. Over! Exclamation point. And he threw her rather than let her climb. And following in an instant, there were other sounds of the garth, just as his expedition at Cosberg's had been aroused in the other holding. 
So were Samira's screams doing there, and now the hounds bay drowned out her cries. Run! Niall caught Ashel's hand, and then they were well on their way across the first field before he was conscious that she was not dragging back, that her flight was as quick and sure as his. But as she was sobbing as she fled, not dash, not dash, she fought to get out the words Niall believed he already knew. Not Ashla, she choked out. Never Ashla again. His own revolt against Terran kind ugh, had been complete. He had uh, no ties with anyone at Cosberg's beyond uh, a kind of passive companionship. Oh, oh, how much harder this must be for someone who had learned that even close blood ties no longer held uh, between Settler Bourne and Ifton. With a would the shock be as great this time as it had been when he had faced Iliel in the forest pool? Oh, God, I don't care about any of this stuff. <laughs> the main thing was to get away. Back to the shelter of the woods. The Garthmen might bring the hounds out into the field, patrol for the rest of the night in the open, and that they would venture far into the forest, he doubted. But he, uh, he intended to be as far into the westward as possible before coming of dawn. You spoke the truth, Ashla said, as Niall swung her down a gully and pushed her along that cut, uh, that she was uh, Samira, and that we, we were no longer sisters. She, dash, she feared me, and when I looked upon her, it was as if she were someone I had known long ago, but for whom I no longer felt in my heart. Why? Ask that of those who set the uh, treasure traps, Niall's retorted. I do not know why they must have uh, had their changelings, but changelings we are now. We have no longer any contact with offworlders. Uh, was it uh, so with you? Yes. I tried to go back to Cosberg's when I recovered from the fever after I was changed, and then I, and then I saw them, three dots. I knew that there was no going back. No going back, she repeated forlornly. But where do uh, we go? West. To the sea. Perhaps this is good as place as any, she agreed mechanically, uh, and uh, she did not speak again as they plunged deeper into the wood, and they crept on past the dawn, past the day was cloudy, and, and then no rain fell, but there was a mist in the air that turned chill, and so they were glad of the hooded cloaks. Wearing these, they melted so into the green, general, silver-brown of the forest, Niall thought any trailer without hounds would pass them directly without noticing. The river had taken a bend to the north, and they had not yet reached its banks when Niall learned he had underestimated the enemy to an extent that might mean their deaths. A flyer's hum grew loud, and with it its crackle of unleashed energy. Rising smoke eh, and fumes marked the beat of a flamer whip wielded from on high! Exclamation point. Burp. The pilot was cruising hardly above the treetop level, using the shorter forest growth of the river bottoms as a portable flamer. In spite of the dampness of the mist, the recent rains, no vegetation could resist that. And a fire, so began, would burn until the storm of a hurricane proportions uh, would be required to quench it. No longer depending upon their own hunting methods, the Garth men must have appealed to the port officials for aid. If he and Ashla could be thus herded into the open by the river, they would be easy prey. I can't wait to read a better book. The ruthlessness of this flame lash was enough to panic a fugitive. 
Niall forced uh, his fear under control. What is it? The girl's attention was for the way that they had come in the smoke, the sound of crashing trees as they ripped the wild. They have a, uh, they got a flyer and they're using a flamer from it. Niall reported the truth. Good. I'm glad he's reporting the truth. Flyer, three dots. Flamer, three dots. She was bewildered. But those are worldly weapons. No Garthman would use them. No, so they must have called the port officials. How could they? The believers do not uh, allow comm units in any Garth. Those are worldly. Uh, Then the port police were already out for some reason. None of this means anything. There had been uh, that other flyer hunting over the river uh, when they had made their first way into Ifkan, but that was days ago. Why would they still be patrolling the wild? Horu had been uh, wing-shot by a huntsman's party in the forest. Had that party failed to return, such a mishap uh, could explain some of this. Nor did it matter now that they had come. The fact that they were methodically lashing the forest with their destructive ray was a danger. And about the uh, Ifton... Ifton fugitives? Other creatures were taking flight. Oh, eh, a small pack of boar funds burst through the brush. I don't care about any of this. Running uh, beside Niall and Ashla for several feet before they were plunged again to a thicket. Birds flooded from tree to tree, and the others swang and, and winged from the branches, moving north before the fire. What? Ashla halted, stripped off the cloak and rolling it over her shoulders so she could not impede her flight. The river! We, we head for the water... Niall longed to agree that this was their salvation, but he could not be sure, not with the flyer above. Oddly, he had never thought about attempting communication with the pilot of the craft, but the mutual re- reputation between the changeling and the settler had been so complete that he had no hope of any understanding from the off-world officials at the port. Oh, the river, it would have to be. They made for that pushing their weary bodies to the limit of physical endurance. Luckily, uh, the flyer pilot was so engrossed in laying a crisscross pattern of rays that Ashla stumbled, nearly went down, her breath coming in huge, uh, tearing gasps. Can, dash, not, dash, she choked out. Can, exclamation point, Niall cried with confidence. He did not feel. His ankle was pinning again, uh, but ahead of the river, he pulled her to her feet, and he held her so, and demanded... Can, uh, can you swim? She shook her head. A shaggy animal, hardly smaller than a foz, lumbered past them. You know, it's heavy shoulder fur, actually brushing against Niall's arm. Oh, the man began to run again, pulling the girl with him in the wake of an animal, which blasted an open path straight through the underbrush. Somehow, they made a bank ten feet or so above the waterline. The shaggy animal had gone over to, uh, to half-wade and, uh, and half-swim, into the deeper part of the stream where other life splashed. All were heading down river in a wild vocal mixture of life forms Niall found uh, largely strange. Oh, I'm glad he's reflecting on this in the middle of going through that whole thing. And the forest for miles must have emptied its population to the dubious safety of that strip of water. We can't go in there. Ashla clung to Niall, watching the struggle below with uh, wide and terrified eyes. Niall glanced across the river. The murk that hung over the waist there was stronger, eh? thicker, and in it he could see gleams of red. It was sure uh, marked flames. Even if they could win over there, passing among the battling animals, they could not be able to go ashore and in the water a chance over there. No. 
We have to, he shouted in her ear, propelling her to the rim of the drop. There, uh, he pointed to a piece of driftwood, bobbing between two rocks, at any moment uh, ready to be plucked out of it half mooring. Get your arms over that, and <laughs> it'll keep your head above water. And they were, uh, they had no time for a careful descent of the bank, a chance to choose the method of their water entry. I don't care about any of this. My God, this could have been written so less. A garble from behind and a whiff of only uh, too familiar odor, nigh all whirled or half around, an outflung arm striking Ashla full in the back to send her over the lip of the drop. And in the dark of the trap pit, he had seen the cow crock, oh, I forgot about that, as he normally appeared to his victims. Here, Niall faced a half-grown specimen of the same horrible species running in the open. Oh, oh, the silky hair growth on its back shell was scorched away. Oh, it must have lingered in its den until the last possible moment, perhaps having had to break through a flame wall to escape. The pain of those barns must feed its natural ferocity into madness. Niall used his cloak as a flail, beating at the head of the creature. The cloth was torn from his hold, and he stumbled back over the cliff. He had one moment of knowing uh, that he was falling. Then he landed in a pocket of sandy gravel, huh? And he left uh, his left arm under him with enough force to drive the breath out of his lungs in an explosive puff. And he lay there, dazed. From the ground above sounded a snarl, spiling up uh, into a yarl, a yowl. The sand and soil sifted over the edge, but the cow croc did not leap after him. Shaken and weak, Niall got to one knee. Ashla, three dots. Uh, where's Ashla? A barrier of rocks rose between him and a small cove where that floating length of drift had lain, and he thought his forearm must be broken. But he crawled sideways along the stones to look after the girl, and there was a place of uh, disturbed earth, marks leading by the lapping water, but those could have also been made by one of the animals. And the drift piece still bobbed by the water-washed rocks. No sign of her! Exclamation point. Oh, suppose that she had hit her head and slid helplessly onto the stream. Niall crept along the water's edge, but before he had a chance to look, a mass of reddish fur, torn and running with a brighter red than from gaping wounds, rolled down along the uh, from above. A fang jowl dropped to emit one God, are we almost done? Oh, we're almost done. Of those snarling yowls, and the creature hit water, floundered, and it was washed on to sway limply against the very piece of drift which was had supported Ashla. There was just enough strength left in Niall to make him crawl on away from that small cove. The dim hope uh, that the girl might have gone so instead of uh, in the water kept him going. Then he, uh, then came the sound of the monitor hum. Oh, a remnant of the self-preservation flattened him face down on the earth. Niall laid there, whimpering a little as the, uh, the waves of pain flowed from his arm, pulsed to his body until he hardly cared for uh, any moment of the flame array that could cross him. Inside him grew a full and sullen hatred for that off-worlder flyer, for all the species who killed trees uh, and burned land. These, these were the Larsh breed. Should he live 
By some miracle, should he come out of this fire hunt, then there would be a harrowing of the new Larsh, such as a world feasting as the ancients had never seen. He was Iyar, and this was Iftenland, where he still lived. It was Ifton! Exclamation point. Pain! Three, four dots. The flamer ray? Question mark? No. That would have uh, finished him, and the flyer had passed over. And for this small space, this very small space of time, uh, an ift had won. If the mere preserving of one's life was a victory. Oh, thank God this chapter's done. Now we're settled back in the smoking room where uh, I see you've lit a cigar, creepy person in a cat suit. But uh, what did, what do we learn uh, from all these uh, all these chapters? Uh, we learned that Niall uh, has a love interest. I think he's uh, already having sensual moments with this woman that got uh, she made the mistake of touching jewelry that turns you into an alien. With their soul that it teaches you things. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and so she got turned over, too. And so after that, uh, she he uh, guides her away. But that uh, that woman's little sister or something, I don't know, Ilial's sister, wound up uh, coming back to feed her water and stuff. So then they have this whole escape scene, which is boring as hell. And then after that, they... Uh, Wind up uh, trying to go back to get the sister, even though the woman has got uh, alopecia totalis and she's got green skin. And so it's, she's going to look weird when she goes back to that sister, but it doesn't matter. And so then something happened. They, they get there and then, like the sister's at the window and doesn't seem to care about the alopecia totalis. And then it gets pulled away by some guy in the window. And then, and then Niall says, ah, oh, he'll, he'll, and pulls her away, which is... Telling, and then uh, they escape back to the. And it's just more shit. The river, we gotta go to the river. They go to the river, and then he loses her in the river. Grab that drift. Who grabs driftwood? I don't think if you grab driftwood, it works the same as any kind of flotation device. I think driftwood is really light, so if I grab it and I lay my body on it, it's just gonna sink down, and then we all die. So, but apparently that's an option because apparently little, little green alien bodies are real, real light. Um, what's good about this? Uh, Niall's got a girlfriend, I guess. What sucks? The whole story. The the constant thing with the hounds that never lead to anything. They're constantly talking about the, the yapping of the hounds. It never actually involves any kind of confrontation with the hounds. And then the floating ship with fire. I, I zone out when I'm reading this. At one point, did he claim that he could like mentally connect with the guy in the ship that's burning the forest down? Uh, I don't know. I don't care. What do we learn? If a dorky person ever says, I wrote a sci-fi novel, uh, never offer to read it, because this is what it would be. And you'd be like, oh, God, this is tedious. And then you have to read the whole thing, because they expect you to have something to say about it. And at the end of it, wait, what did you do? What did you think of my novel? And you'd be like, I was uh, a little long in parts. And they go, what parts? And you have to give way too much detail. Don't ever read this book or anyone that writes sci-fi novels because they're horrible people. Uh, 
I was talking to my wife, and my wife, I said, how come every goddamn chapter is exactly five pages? And then she said, I, I think this person literally thinks that's the formula, and they pad it, and that's the reason why everything you're reading is so long and boring, because they're padding it and dragging it out to make sure that it gets to be five pages with its microscopic typeface. Uh, I think she's right. It's the reason why this is horrible. I went through the next couple chapters after this, and they're all five pages exactly. I'm in hell, but we're getting closer. I don't think I'm going to finish this before uh, Thanksgiving, because I'm sure there's really cool Thanksgiving stories I could read you people. Uh, anyone that listened this long, my God, you're a good person, and I, I owe you money. So with that, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the part of the podcast I hate the most where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. Now, there's there's that. Uh, I, I, are you cool? I like cool people. It's the reason why I got involved in this business to begin with, just to meet cool people. Not losers. So if you're cool, uh, feel free to go over to my website, uh, nuzzlehouse.com. You can see a backlog of everything I've ever read, including stuff like gestating the curious mind with my lady friend and also a a little side project I'm going to be doing with my daughter. Oh, I'm on Instagram, but no one uses that anymore because they all use TikTok. Am I ever going to get on TikTok? No. But if you want to look at my dead Instagram, it's at House Nuzzle. I also have Twitter, which I use the most, which is also conveniently at House Nuzzle. And since since I think you might be cool, you can always just email me directly. Glenn.Nuzzles at gmail.com. But don't uh, don't email if you're a, a nerdlinger or a dork. Now, back to business. I can't believe I drank all of them already. There's got to be one left.